Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap companies about recent important news. And man, we've got a big one today. <laughs> Back again, Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, trades in the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol PYR in the US under PYRNF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 8PY. For those of you who are new to the story, Pyrogenesis is a multiple previous TSX Venture 50 company. Uh, they're a world leader in advanced plasma processes, global success in multiple applications with some of the world's biggest companies and organizations. For example, U.S. aircraft carriers are using their solution. DARPA, the uh, research arm of the military uh, that's responsible for emerging uh, technologies for use by the military, successfully tested their, their, their technology. And their titanium powders uh, have received major orders from the world's biggest companies, and they've even just been nominated Materials Company of the Year for the second year in a row. But we're not here to talk about any of that, because the headline is Pyrogenesis announces award $20 million contract. That's a first-year number, plus $35 million in subsequent years. Peter, welcome back. Great to be here, George. Peter, you're the $55 million man, okay? So before, <laughs> before we get into this, Big congratulations. I've had over 300 clients. I've dealt with thousands of small cap companies. You are in rarefied air, my friend. So congratulations. This is Thanks, the largest George. single contract in history. What does it mean? How's morale? How's everybody feeling? You know, what does this mean for the company and the grant in the big picture? Not the minutiae, but just the big picture. It's hard, it's hard to explain the, um, the mood here, George, but it, uh, because we, we've seen it coming for some time. We've been talking about it for quite a bit, you know, hinting at it. Um, and, now, and now it's here. We're very excited. It's just one of several things that are taking place. As you know, we've signed um, contracts or relationships with multi, two multi-billion dollar companies in the past nine months. You know, they do translate into things. It takes time. Uh, we've got the U.S. Navy on horizon with a, a double order coming up any, any day now. Uh, when I say any day, look, it should have happened already, but it's up to the U.S. military and, and their time frame. But it's there. We now have talked about this $55 million contract which for those who are new to the story, it's a $20 million in the first year. And then if you discount the future year's revenues at 5% discount, uh, it ends up being another $35 million, over $35 million. Unbelievable. Uh, so right well, now, how many years, by the way, Peter? How many, right? years, how many years is that? That's something I, 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 I won't say, I won't say. Okay. Won't hey. Say. hey, it's $55 million. It's 55, so it's 55, it's discounted. And 20 in the first year. 20 yeah, for sure. the first year. So, you know, a lot of ways you're the new Greek freak and you who gets a basketball contract. So, Giannis gets a basketball <laughs> contract that's just heavy front end, front end loaded with the guarantees. That's almost what you've gone. And now you got the subsequent year's revenue. So, let me ask you a question. Now, just, just those subsequent year's revenues are the ones that are locked in. I mean, there could be, there could be more, but that's what's locked in. Oh, unbelievable. Okay. That's, that's fantastic to know. So, Peter, you've been awarded the contract, but there is some due diligence before it's finalized. Sounds like standard due diligence. 
but walk your investors and the investment community through what that due diligence process looks like. Well, it's very simple, George. They need some confirmation of things they've had some uh, preliminary confirmations on. We've gone through this process before many, many times with uh, other very discerning people, clients, potential clients. Nothing to worry about from, our, from that end. Absolutely nothing to worry about. Um, when you win a contract, it's based on um, uh, a proposal, the negotiations going back and forth. So then you now have to, okay, it's done. Now we paper it uh, because they're not going to paper it you know, beforehand with everybody. They go with the winning guy and they paper it once. And they just have to dot their I's and cross their T's. And that's basically a cakewalk for us, uh, George. I don't see any, any issues there. Especially given the fact that you're not just selling widgets. You're selling some pretty high technology stuff. So standard due diligence is pretty standard. What does the ETA look like uh, for, for the, until, you maybe, uh, until you complete the agreement and finalize it? So, look, um, I hate to put my neck on the block and come up with a specific time frame. We do have the summer vacations, you know, uh, in between, and there's those type of delays. But so far, everything's been going faster than we've expected. So if I use the, the description I used be, be, before and say imminent, I think that's pretty, pretty close to the time frame. All right. Well, that's, that's about as good as we can get it. Like we're not talking, uh, you know, Q4, you know, way out there. No, it's, it's, it's everybody's on side. Everybody wants to move forward and paper quickly and get to the money. And, and clearly you have a confidence that, that this is going to take place. So, you know, when that happens, cause you've been, you haven't been able to disclose much when it's finalized, will you be able to tell the world uh, who the party is and what the contract relates to? We fully expect to, we fully expect so. I mean, they, they may at the end of the day, they, there's for some reason they may not want it disclosed, but um, given the industry, I think it's going to be out there anyways. So um I would, I would fully expect that we would be disclosing it at that time. So with all that happening, your confidence looks like it'll be imminent due diligence. That's pretty standard stuff. What is the overall impact beyond the obvious of just a huge top line number? What's the overall impact of a contract of this size for the company, the single largest contract in history? You know, yeah. What does that so, mean? Look, How does that change the, the game at Power Genesis? Well, it clearly means we've gone from, um, We've at least doubled our revenues, right? <laughs> we've from last year, like probably tripled our revenues uh, on a, on a, on, a going, on a going forward twelve month basis. Um, it puts us into another level of credibility. There's a, there, you know, we're not doing it for free, and we're not losing money on it. So I don't want to talk about margins, but you can rest assured that the margins are that they meet our our our, our standard and, and 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 what our board likes us to target if, if as a minimum. Uh, there's ongoing revenue, so there's ongoing profit uh, from that. So We've, we've nailed a couple of uh, birds with one stone, so to speak. The, uh, uh, we got the, uh, the revenues up, we got the profitability, and we got recurring revenues. All what we've been strategically targeting over the past 18 months. And I think this foreshadows what's going to be happening more and more in the future with Pyrogenesis. Uh, so that, I'm very excited about it. And it, it all, I, I could talk about profitability. Uh, that's an accounting um, uh, mechanism with IFRS and whatnot, but from a cash flow basis, uh, we will be uh, extremely cash flow positive. Well, I was going to ask you, so let me scratch it out. <laughs> I was going to ask about profitability. This, why was I going to ask you? Because in the press release, you actually said there won't be, as a result of this, there won't be a need to raise money for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So we can't talk about profitability, but comfortable to say that, you know, the profitability from this alone, the cash flow from this alone will. You know, when you, take, the company. 
particularly when you add it to the U.S. Navy contract, then there's absolutely, you know, you, know, you don't even have to, you know, guess at it. But yeah, so it's, you're right, it's profitable. And as such, we would not be going to market to raise capital for working capital purposes, as we have been many times in the past. And you know, you bring up you bring up the the U.S. Navy. That's the other thing that I'm thinking about. Just you know, you've already talked about tens of millions of dollars coming from you, potentially two orders of twelve and a half million dollars each. Now, so this could turn to be just a monster year for Pyrogenesis. It's, um, it's among, amongst the future twelve eighteen months for sure. Yeah. Uh, with respect to the U.S. Navy, in the past, what they did was they, they gave us the order up front, and they're moving forward with the contract. And what they're doing is they're scheduling it a little bit more on, on as 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 a need. Um, for instance, they, just, so they start building the ship from the bottom up, and based on time and things like this. So uh, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but it, it's a it's it's delayed surprisingly long, in my opinion. Um, but it's not, it's not affecting their ultimate build plan. Well, it can, right? Because once you start building a U.S. aircraft carrier, it's not like you're building a house where you decide, I want to move the closet over there instead of over there. They, they've got their spec pyrogenesis in there with their plasma yeah. torch system, yeah. so that, that's going to happen. Right. So, you know, could be, depending on when that comes in, massive order. Otherwise, you have another massive order coming in sometime in the next couple of quarters. Let's talk about how does, how does this strengthen? You know, you announced a couple months ago that you're going to spin out the 3D printing part of the company and uplist either the Nuco or both, you know, Pyrogenesis and the new 3D printing company. How does this strengthen your plans or how does it affect your plans to spin out the 3D and uplist uh, and uplist both companies? That's an interesting question. Um, and the reason I pause is only I have to choose the right wording. So assuming that this contract is in the spinoff, it obviously helps it. And assuming it's not, it also helps it because it makes the, uh, you know, sort of what's left behind strong. What it does, it makes Pyrogenesis overall strong and capable of funding and servicing a spinoff. Now, um, the, I think it's important as we're getting these contracts uh, to spin off so that the marketplace can understand the company uh, better than it does today. I, I think I spoke to you in a, in a previous interview how investors um, find pyrogenesis overall to be a very complicated group of companies to understand. So, uh, so the spinoff is important, it's still important, and it makes it a lot more possible to do it when you have a strong balance sheet. And by the way, does that, is, is that still you know, on track for the timeline you talked about in an earlier interview about when you want to get the spin-out and uplisting done? Or maybe these big contracts, you know, might distract naturally. They might distract a little bit or you're still on course for that. So we're on board for that because we've got two different things going on here. We've got the BD team lining up contracts. I get involved in the strategy and the structuring, the pricing. Um, but there's another group that's actually looking at the various uh, options to, uh, that are available to us. And then you can understand how things change as you add on contracts. Um, uh, the, the strategy may change to so what exchange you want to be on first, sure. uh, where you want to spin off to, you know, do we want to be on the TS uh, Toronto stock exchange for a spin off to the NASDAQ or, or vice versa. Do you want to go on the NASDAQ and then stay on there and spin off there? Uh, and I mentioned before, those are basically the two exchanges I've been looking at is the uh, T Toronto stock exchange and, and NASDAQ. And people thought when I mentioned uh, doing this, that it was premature, but they have to understand and remember, I had a lot more information than they did, and I probably still have a lot more information. Sure. Where being on these, 
one of these exchanges makes sense in the you know in the coming months to to, to start really focusing on that which exchange and 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 moving towards that goal. Well, I'm on this side of the information knowledge. You know, you you guys over there know everything. Us on the outside, I know as much yeah. as everybody else. But just from what I've seen, you know, I'm hoping for a Nasdaq listing because you know you're a high tech company with the plasma torch as the foundation of the company and then the 3D printing. It just seems like that's a natural place, but that's a decision for you guys. On that note, Peter, to show your confidence, because you just talked about, you know, you probably know a lot more than everybody else. And look, the announcement clearly indicates that you're not just saying it, it's happening. So hopefully there's more going on. You increase your ownership in the company by 2.5%. So you went from roughly, you know, 50.4 to 52.8%. Uh, percent. So you're up by two and a half percent. How should people be reading that? Because to me, anytime the head honcho is increasing his position, that's that's just great news. There's no other way to there's no other way to to really uh, to look at that. Look, uh, George, I'm not gonna, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna tell people how to look at. It. I already had over fifty percent, um, so I had another two and a half percent. So much to it. It wasn't a private placement, so I didn't take the shares from the company, so no, no new money came into the company. It was a private deal between, I'd say related parties, but I put in quotation marks, because related has a, a meaning to you and I, it has a different meaning legally, it has a different meaning to accounting, it has a different meaning to the TSX. Okay. I mean, so, but basically, it wasn't done in the marketplace where I went in and bought it on, on the, in the marketplace. It was a private transaction, you know, maybe the timing could have been picked uh, slightly differently uh, because it was around the private placement uh, actually after when it closed, I think. And so it was, it, it was, it was, some people thought it was part of the private placement at a different, at a different price. And it got, it was a little confusing. Uh, but essentially to speak to your point, do I have confidence in the company? Yes. There was an opportunity to lock in a price. Money was paid for it. Significant money was paid for it. So it's real money. Somebody locked in a tax gain. So it was a real transaction at the other end. Sure, of um, course. And the idea was, um, I thought it was a good time. I thought it was a good price. We reached an agreement and we papered it. And uh, uh, that's all. I had to disclose it. Otherwise, you know, I, I, I don't know. I probably would have disclosed it anyways because I think it's fair that people should know what my ownership is. But um, I was forced to disclose it by the regulations. And the way I did it was the way the regulators uh, insist that it's done. I'm 100% in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look, if you ever decide to sell some of your stock, it's not necessarily a bad sign at all. But you know, when I see a CEO actually increasing their their position, I think I think that's fantastic. So look, let's wrap it up with this because I want to dive deeper into the into this award, but we can't because <laughs> for obvious reasons. So we're not going to break the we're not going to break your sale by trying to dig deep into who it is and what it is. But clearly, you're already off to a booming start in 2019. You signed. You, you know, you signed the deal with the, with the European 3D printing company. You signed the deal with the Japanese conglomerate. Uh, now you've announced this deal. And then some other things along the way. And we're here almost exactly at the halfway point of, of, of the year. Uh, not quite because we're June 5th and the, you know, June 30th is the halfway point. But, you know, you've had a stellar first half. Do you slow down now and try and just consolidate, you know, these big partnerships, big agreements, big sales and, you know, and, and make sure you, you get a handle of that, or we, are you still full steam ahead? We're still full steam ahead, George. I mean, this is news to uh, to the public. We've been working on these things for many months now. We've seen them coming, you know, for, for some time. 
Um, one of the things that's happening, George, you said we're halfway through the year and great things are happening. I sometimes think we're a victim of our success because people are, people are sitting back and saying, you know, almost it's too good to be true. Um, but we have strategically made decisions and moved and changed directions sometimes um, for a good reason. And these reasons are bearing fruit now. Sure. And I hope people are going to understand it a bit better. This is not just ad hoc. It's, you know, uh, a lot of thinking, a lot of strategy goes on it a lot of focus, and there's no reason to stop now. We've understood where we're gonna be, plus or minus two or three months, you know? So we, we've, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can manage what we're doing, and we can manage a lot more. And I don't see any reason why we should stop. If the opportunities are out there, uh, we're going after them. You got the capacity. We okay. expect to execute on them. And fair to say, based on kind of dovetailing on where you're saying people, uh, fair to say, Peter, that Part of the uplisting, and maybe it's something we should have addressed earlier, but it kind of came up here. Part of the uplisting benefit is going to be that you were, you know, when you're in this more senior exchange, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to have access to much more, much larger institutions, funds, much more, much more sophisticated investors who don't necessarily look at what's happening on the TSX Venture Exchange. But once you're on the TSX or the NASDAQ, you know, you're going to bring in a whole new level of, of shareholders that you never, that you don't have right now. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think that's almost a given, uh, George. I mean, that's why people um, look at the NASDAQ as being the ultimate uh, place to go. I mean, then you may want to go to some other, but that's the ultimate place to go. That's where there's funding. That's where there's credibility. There, there's access to capital, uh, international access to capital. Um, and if you have a story to tell, that's the place really to tell it. Now, the, the, the offset to that is sometimes people can think they've matured to the point that they will actually uh, get all that attention on the NASDAQ. Uh, so sometimes you have to realize you may be going really fast, like uh, Pyrogenics, we're, we're succeeding, we're doing really well, but are we going to be at the right level at the right time to go on the NASDAQ and be a credible company on the NASDAQ? And I think people might begin to see that the decision sure. to, to look at different exchanges took place when the public had less information than they, than I did. And trust me, I have a lot more information than they do right now. And I still think that NASDAQ is a good possibility. The Toronto stock exchange is the minimum, but I think NASDAQ is a good possibility and we will have a story to tell and we will have an audience to tell it to. Well, Peter, one thing about you as we sign off here is that you've been talking about what will be coming, what will be coming, what will be coming, and you're actually delivering. So I don't think anyone can doubt you. I don't think anyone can have less than 100% confidence in you at this point. And, uh, and looking forward to seeing what you can do for the rest of the year and looking forward to seeing what's going to happen when pyrogenesis gets discovered by the next level of investors out there, the big <laughs> institutions, big funds, big private, you know, all those companies. It's, it's already happening, George. Congratulations, Peter. Today's a fantastic day for you and your team. I know, you know, you guys are so busy. You almost, not, it's almost like you've won the Eastern Conference Championship and you haven't won the NBA Championship yet and you're not celebrating as much, but trust me, uh, you guys fully deserve uh, you know, the celebration and the, and the high fives and looking forward to seeing what you're going to do. But congratulations. Thanks a lot, today. George. Thanks a lot. You've been watching Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, the $55 million man. There's just no other way to say it. $20 million contract being awarded today. Plus, after discounting, uh, after discounting a net present value of $35 million in revenue in subsequent years, that's just one of many things that's happened 
uh, to this company in 2019. So you've got to go do your due diligence, get to Agoracom, look at the company's name and stock symbol, read the profile information. That'll summarize everything for you because it, you know, it is becoming a conglomerate now. So you want to go to clarify all that and then watch the interviews I've done with Peter. Watch this one again, watch our previous ones in 2019. And when you've got all the information and you still got questions, what's great about Peter and his team is they're fully accessible. They've got a CEO verified form on Agoracom. Post your questions. Everyone sees the question. Peter and his team will answer it. So everyone gets the same question. Everyone gets the same answer, full transparency. And when you see that kind of access, that tells me confidence. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.